All right, welcome to podcast episode number 12, the Mr. Short Game Podcast. Up and running, we're jamming, we're th- I'm thankful, grateful that you are all uh, listening, watching, however you are uh, listening or watching this podcast. I super appreciate the support. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to the either podcast or the YouTube channel. Uh, follow along, stay up to date with the latest tips, drills, uh, product reviews, special discounts and deals. We're doing lots of different things and it's an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting year. Looking forward to everything that's coming. Got some cool stuff uh, coming along really soon. I'm going to be playing some cool cool places. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet, but got couple um, coming later this month that I think you will uh, really enjoy. I'll make sure I film as much of that as possible. So uh, that is coming and certainly be more uh, collaborations coming your way. I will be uh, just doing a lot of stuff, just trying to keep the channel alive, keep you all, um, you know, excited and learning and growing. And my, my real main goal with everything is just to help as many of us become better players than we were and do it in a in a way that's not so technical. I you know, I I really don't like the super technical instruction. Now, what's what's interesting is I I do kind of get into that myself. Like I do watch some of that and I really try to see and try to understand what's going on. And I, and I really understand a lot about the swing, the biomechanics, how the body works, all the little nuances and intricacies of the golf swing. But then what I try to do is take that to the course or to the range and I try to come up with different ways that will make implementing that stuff a lot more simple so that we can kind of uh, I, I can explain it or get it out in a way where it's not technical. And so I spent a lot of time diving into this and I put it to use. I'm out on the range and I'm videoing my swing. And even yesterday, totally got stung by a bee. You might have seen my Instagram. That guy got me. And so I'm what I'm doing though is I'm looking at my swing and I'm videoing my swing and I'm trying to feel the most crazy, uncomfortable positions I can possibly feel and then look at the video and see what the result is. Even if it totally goes against all conventional teaching in the world, I want to see what does this particular feeling produce. And I will do that to me and I will look at the results and see what happens. And then I will experiment with other people and say, hey, try this. Let me know how this feels. And I will look and see the before and after. And then that's how I really create the different drills and the different techniques that I've come up with over the years is just through experimenting and seeing. So when you're seeing me on my knees practicing little chip shots, it's not because it's goofy and it just looks weird and I want to get it out there. No, it's because I've tried it and then when I put it into practice, it really um, it, it, it pays off. It, the results speak for themselves. And so as you all watch the videos, 
some of you might be like, this guy's crazy. I don't know what's going on. This, he, he, he's on drugs. I don't know what's wrong with him. There's something. He's a mess. Well, so when that is happening, just try to you know fight through that and go with the technique and then put it into practice and see for yourself if the results are there. I'm not trying to just do quick fixes or things like that. I'm trying to give you stuff that throughout the the course of your journey of golf and the quest to get better, you will slowly and continually improve and you are working on super technical things in a very non-technical way. And that's my whole method. My theory is that I'm going to subliminally, sort of subliminally, you know, get those instructional elements into what you're doing. So you're going to do them and not have to think about doing them. And so that's the goal. That's the plan. That's why I do everything I do. Today in this podcast, we are talking putting. A great mystery in the world of golf and and really something I haven't done a lot of videos on. I've done some, but putting really is an art. And there's a lot of different ways to go about putting. However, there's a lot of things that we really need to have down Otherwise, we're going to struggle on the greens. And a lot of people struggle. And the reason I haven't done a ton of content on putting is really because so many people's putting style and technique is very different. So, you know, what can we do? I don't want to give you, uh, I don't, the, the more I do in terms of drills and stuff, the more people have a tendency to try to copy, you know, the instructor style. So I don't want you to do that with me. I don't want you to copy my style of putting because I want it to be your own art form and I want you to develop your own style of putting. So if I'm you know, holding a putter a certain way, what I found over the years is that as I instruct, more people start doing what I'm doing and they don't get any better. So just keep that in mind as we talk. Talking putting I think is great because you're not necessarily seeing me, but I am going to start doing a lot more putting uh, videos because there's a lot of pieces of it I really want and I believe are important in the game of golf and I don't want to overlook that because they're super critical things and a lot of companies are starting to do so much more with putters and putting and focusing in that area that I think it's super important to start uh, working on our training and our techniques so that we can be more comfortable and confident on the greens. And that's really where, you know, people are losing tons and tons of strokes is on the putting green. So at my level as a scratch player, I might shave a a quarter to a, yeah, a third of a stroke off a round of golf in putting. So it's hard to quantify exactly, oh, you know, oh, I, I did it. Well, I might make one extra putt or not three putt. So it's kind of a stroke, but over the course of a round or four rounds or whatever, it might not be a total of a stroke per round. Um, but over the course of, let's say four rounds, it might be one stroke. So that's why I say a quarter to a third of a stroke, you know, depending on your level, the, the better you are, the less strokes you're going to notice saving on the greens, but you will start getting the ball closer to the hole, more will start dropping. And there might be a round where you feel like, eh, I didn't 
make any more putts than normal, but then another round you would. So over time it would be it would be saving you strokes. But if you're a higher handicap and you three putt a lot, well, then the putting and the tips and techniques, that will save you a stroke, two, three, four, five strokes around because we're going to start eliminating a lot of the stuff you're doing. And it's going to come through really a lot of uh, technical information and that you're going to have access to, but not just access to. You're going to have, uh, you're going to know how to utilize this type of information. So that's exciting. One thing that you've seen a lot of lately is uh, putt, you know, some new putters like uh, Callaway has the, the triple track, or Odyssey has the triple track, and um, TaylorMade has the Truss, is it the Truss putter, which is totally a copy of uh, the Ashton. I actually have an Ashton putter. So when I saw that putter by TaylorMade, I'm like, uh, I have one in my garage. It's like 10 years old. And I bought it from this guy at the golf course. It looks just like the thing. So that it, it's been around a long time. I just love how they could totally, uh, totally rip it off. And they think, <laughs> it seems like it's brand new. But I think the cat's been let out of the bag. That you know, some maybe they bought the design from these guys. I don't know, but it is identical to. Just Google it, look it up, and and you'll see for yourself what's going on. But there's so much in this alignment. So it's a lot like with the odyssey it's a triple track you can line up those lines with the triple track ball and you're all set and some people really love that because they feel like the alignment piece of putting is taken care of where they're looking and they're lining the putter up and that's great like you can line up perfectly all day long and still never make a putt though And, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes but alignment is key if if you hit the putt square with the you know the face of squared impact when you strike the ball. If it's not, then you, you, it's not going to make it unless you misread it and you struck the putt incorrectly for you. However, it was correct for the cor- for the real correct line, which is not the line you lined up on. So that's that's why putting is so crazy because. You have to read the green correctly. Then you have to, if you use the line, you have to place the ball on the green perfectly to your read. And then you can uh, align your putter up to that. And then if you strike the ball with a square putter face at impact, it will roll on that line perfectly. And if you have the right speed, it will go in. Uh, How often does that happen? You know, so th- that's that's the thing. You've got these different putters that, let's say, like that truss is more of a less face rotation at impact. I don't know how much rota- I don't know how much torque or tweakage of the putter face you're getting at impact, or maybe if you hit a little off center, it's more solid on the off center hits. That's the design of the the putter so there's a much larger sweet spot on the face okay that's cool so if you hit a little on the toe however if you do hit it out on the toe it's starting it offline so that's that's not going to be good because you're already missing it offline so starting the ball on line you have to hit it in the center of the putter face if you don't then it's just not going to work so that's something that that Odyssey and TaylorMade are trying to, you know, work out. There's, I did a putter review 
for another brand of putter uh, for a, a different channel. And I was given these putters and they had this specific, let's say, design on the on the head of the putter so that it it gave it a, um, a a different type of way to look at the line. Instead of seeing a, a little line, it was more of a wide trough that uh, that they were going for. So that that's what a lot of the uh, putter companies are doing these days is giving you different ways and unique ways of aligning the ball or seeing the line that you're trying to put the ball on. And there's there's a ton of different ways. And then all the a lot of the companies are just designing putters, heel shafted, center shafted putters. It, it, it's just all you know, different for everybody's different, let's say, comfortability, their preferences, what they like. So that's the thing is you can get the best put putter in the world. You could spend a ton of money. You can have all the alignment that you want. However, what there's a couple things going on. One is what kind of stroke do you have? You always have to look at you, okay? What is your stroke? And that's where you have basically three three different types of putters. You have those face balance putters, which is kind of your mallet style, where you know it's a face balance. So if you just balance the putter on your fingers, the face is sticking almost straight up in the air, and that's a face balance putter. And that would be for people who have more of a straight back, straight through type of stroke with very little face rotation. And then you have the like a typical Scotty Cameron putter, is you know that Newport 2 design kind of the one that Tiger uses that that's like a 40 we call it a 45 degree toe down putter so again if you balance it on your fingers like like this you know you get your fingers here and you you just balance that that putter the toe would go down at about a 45 degree angle and that's for a slightly arcing stroke with some face rotation on that and then you have your toe down putters which is kind of like that one Phil Mickelson is using, where if you balance it, the toe would basically go straight down. And that's a much more of an arcing swing, putter stroke, with a lot more face rotation uh, going back and going through. Regardless of any of those, the face needs to be squared impact. Otherwise, the ball is going to start at a different direction than you're, you're hoping for. And so that's that's something. But if you have a lot of face rotation and you're using a face to balance putter then it's not really gonna you know benefit you to the maximum your maximum potential it's kind of like you're not taking advantage of your stroke so you would want to move to a putter that is more in line with your stroke and also like if you have a straight back straight through stroke with no or very little face rotation you wouldn't want a a a a toe down putter because although it may look cool and feel good to you, if your stroke isn't matched up with that, it's not really going to function how that putter was designed, right? So it's like if you if you're in the sand and you're a twenty handicapper and you're using four degrees of bounce on your sand wedge, it's probably not the best uh, option for you. You'd want a uh, fifteen six. You know you'd want a lot more bounce and sole on that sand wedge. To help you get the ball out of the bunker same thing in putters you want the right putter for you so 
that's something you can do. You can go get fitted for putters, which very few people do. Most people just kind of go into the, the golf shop somewhere, roll a few putts and say, this is cool. I like the way this looks. Or they see somebody on TV making a ton of putts. Like how many putters did Henrik Stenson sell at the, after he won the, the Open Championship? right? Like he was draining everything. So him and Phil Mickelson, those putters were flying off the shelves. And was it the spider or something that he was using at the time? I forget. But that's what happens is when somebody on tour gets hot and they're just knocking out putt after putt after putt, people go and they think, oh, that's the putter I need. And of course, the manufacturers love this because they're like, they're selling a ton out of putters. But is it working? Is it the right one for your stroke? So that's something that you really have to look at. Just don't go buy something because a dude on TV, you don't know if his stroke is anything like your stroke. Maybe you do, but in reality, most of the time we don't. We just think, dude, that putter looks cool on TV. He made a lot of putts. I'm going to go buy the putter. I get it. I mean, that's what Golfers are known for that. Golfers are known for spending a lot of money on stuff. That's why there's so many golf products out there. I get it. Speaking of golf products, by the way, be sure to check the link in the description below. There's a lot of uh, products down there that I think will help you. There's swing trainers that I have discounts to. There's swing speed training devices that are down there that I personally use. I don't put stuff down there that I haven't tried and used. And many times I will use a product and I won't put it down there because I don't like it and I don't think it works. So if I think there's some benefit for you, I put it down there. And so, you know, people give me a, a discount. I, I try to pass that along to you. So like the Twitch trainer, $10 off discount code uh, in the video description for that for swing speed so that's awesome athlon's shoes have done a lot uh they are a great company great people over there and they make the best golf shoe on the market i wear it every day uh so be sure to check them out they have the awesome technology built into the shoes to help you stay more grounded to have better stability through the shots that's why guys like bernard longer have switched from a big, big brand, big name company to Athlon's, uh, not because they're paying him, but because he is better. I talked to him personally, and Longer said, "I'm am I am better with the shoes than without the shoes." That's Bernard Longer, uh, dude. He's he's known for his integrity and his honesty, and he's not going to do something if he doesn't think it works. So, uh, Athlon's is an awesome, awesome shoe. And it, in my opinion, it's the best shoe on the market. And I, I review other shoes too, and I like other shoes, but I wear Athlons. So it's something to check out. It really helps your feet stay grounded uh, and you, you, know, you get better traction, better stability through the shots. So check them out. I mean, check out the website, and if it's something you're into, you know, use use the promo code there, uh, Mr. Short Game, and uh, I appreciate that. So, a lot of other stuff down there as well. So, be sure to constantly check the links in the description below for for those discounts and deals. And uh, I will always be adding new stuff, other stuff. I got this um, push cart, this electric remote control push cart video coming soon on that. By the way. Uh, discount link uh i don't know if there's a discount but there's a link down there for you and 
it's a you know these things are expensive though that's like a fifteen hundred dollar deal but it's a pretty cool push cart. it's not even a push cart. it's a remote control cart uh, so if you want to walk and in style it's walking in style i mean this this thing is pretty sweet it's pretty fast and sturdy and the whole deal so i like it uh link in the description below for that so check them out video to come on that soon also don't forget to subscribe to the channel and uh and follow along so that's always something we want to uh we want to uh encourage you to do you know if that's something that you want to do i appreciate it. appreciate the support is what i'm trying to say now with um back to putting okay because we're talking about putters and got you know the line and lining up and alignment and that's all well and good so what what do you think is the most important line or speed line or speed what what you know if you had to pick what's it going to be and a lot of people pick line like hey, if i get the line that's good but in reality you know speed's going to be a little bit more critical than line because you're probably not going to misread a putt by more than three feet, you know, unless he's got a big giant mound in the green or something, but your basic putts, you're going to be pretty close. So if you have the speed right, you know, if, if your line's off by a foot, then you only have a one foot putt. Or if you, you, you know, if you think it's going left to right, one foot and actually goes right to left one foot, then you have a good speed. You're two feet away. I think something like that, which is not bad. Uh, you know, obviously you misread everything, but hopefully you're, you've got the right to left or left to right down. And even if you're a foot off, you're going to just be a foot away from the whole give or take. So always focus on speed, but how do you get the right speed? How is it that what can you do really to get the right speed? So I've been using this device. I've got uh, a lot of information. This is, um, it's this device you put on your putter. I'm going to do a video review on it. But what I want to share with you, you know, I'm not going to share the name of the product just yet because that's that's not important now. But what it is is it's a device. I'm learning a lot about um, all the day da- the data that is it measures through your putting stroke. So we've got you know your rhythm. You know, what's your rhythm in your stroke? And in putting, it should be two to one, which means your backswing should take twice as long as your forward swing. And your entire putting swing should take about one second. So going back, it should be about 0.66 or 0.66 seconds going back. And the pros, that's like, they're right there. Every every putt, whether it's a, a three-foot putt, six, 10, 20, 50-foot putt, the backstroke is always the same amount of time, okay, 0.66 seconds. And then the forward stroke is obviously 0.3 seconds forward, regardless of length of putt. And that gets you that two-to-one ratio in putting. So that's your rhythm. Now, Now, the pros always have that same rhythm in putting. And that's how you develop consistent speed is to always have the same rhythm back and forth. Now you're going to have longer backswings than on a longer putt and shorter backswings, obviously, on shorter putts. But the amount of time of your backswing should be the same. 0.6 seconds would be the perfect, uh, the perfect amount of time 
So whether it's a one foot or two, like I said, and that is going to help you generate correct speed. So um, what I'm doing, I've been using this device, trying to check out what what it is. Okay, here here are the problem areas in terms of your putting stroke, and then what are the drills we can do to fix those? So those are coming, and so we want to get speed drills. You know, if you, let's say you have a problem in speed, there's a lot of speed drills you can do, but speed is going to be critical. So you always want to have this really the correct rhythm in your putting stroke. But what I find really is, for me, okay, personally, like I'm, you know, I I take my putter back, my rhythm is perfect, speed is pretty much right on. Where I struggle though is my putter face at impact is a degree anywhere from one to two and a half degrees open consistently. So I rotate it open, let's say five degrees, and then at impact, I'm I'm still two degrees open and two, one and a half to two degrees open. And so why can't I square that putter face even though I know it? So I constantly am trying to square that putter face over and over and over, and yet it's difficult. So then what I did is I, I backed up and I started to get a drill, um, just square putter face, how to square your putter face drills, and I started working that. Drills I know. So I'm doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that. And then I come back and I'm looking at the metrics and the data of my new strokes. And I'm like, okay, I'm like 0.1, like a half a degree sometimes. Like anywhere from zero, like perfect, to a half a degree um, uh, open. And that's fine. If you're zero point something, you're good. But if you're two degrees open at a three-foot putt, you're not going to make that putt. And I find that when I'm missing short putts, it's they're to the right. And that's because I hold that putter face open at impact. And so it doesn't matter if I have – and that's why I bring this up when we're talking about putting because everybody's looking at triple track and these different style of putters. I used like 10 different putters. None of it mattered. I was always open. And so I kept grabbing other putters. I'm like, let me try this one. Let me, maybe it's the putter. Maybe I need a certain putter to help me be squared impact. Well, no. What I need is to work on me and squaring the putter face at impact. And I can't even feel myself opening it on the backswing. I think that my backswing is square. I think my backswing, I'm trying to shut it on the backswing. I started doing all this weird stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is getting, I'm getting, I'm Bryson DeChambeau all of a sudden. This is not right. So all this stuff, all this information is can mess with you that's for sure but what it what i'm doing and that's why i'm putting together uh, other putting videos that are going to integrate this this uh device that i'm using into it so you can see like hey if this is your problem here's the drill to fix it and here's what you need to focus on and then when you're on the course here's how you implement it because i then i went on the course like today i was out playing and i'm out i'm like okay i have this short putt and I know that I have a tendency to be open. So I just thought back to that drill and my practice strokes were just trying to feel that drill that I was doing. And then I, man, I was rolling some really good short putts. I made a lot of short ones, missed one, one or two, you know, four or five footers to the right. And I was like, okay. Then I just went back and just kind of felt the stroke and the next time had a good roll. So these are little things that we need to know. So that's what 
is interesting about putting is because so many manufacturers and so many people are looking at putters, putter styles, all these different shapes and everything. I mean, Scotty Cameron, Taylor made ping, um, odyssey. I mean, there's even roll. There's, Oh my, there, there's a ton of these different putter companies and they're all designing different models, different looks, different alignment weights. But the thing is no matter which one I put in my hand, I was still a couple degrees open and impact. And so it, it's not the putter. That's not going to square you up. What's going to square you up is you understanding where you are, what your tendency is, and what you need to do to fix it. I thought it was the device. I handed it to another guy. I said, here's my putter. You put it. This other guy, he's like two degrees closed. I'm looking at him like, okay, I gave it to somebody else. This person was more closed. So everybody's different. We're using the same putter, the same device, the same putt. It doesn't even, everything, like, it's all the same. However, we're all doing something slightly different. And that's what's interesting is it's all about you, the putter. And if you could understand what you do, your, your, your things that are good and your things that are not good or things that need to be worked on, and there's all these different metrics, then what we can do is start to dial in specific ways that you can get better. Because if I give you a square your putter face at impact drill, and I have you doing that over and over and over, well, what if you're square already? What if that's not your issue? What if your issue is your rhythm? What if you're not a two-to-one ratio in your rhythm? What if you're like three-to-one? What if your backswing is so slow, and then or you decel on the forcing? That's going to mess with your speed. So you could have a perfectly square putter face. You could have great alignment. But if your speed's a mess, it's not going to work. You're going to hit it through the break or you can come up short and go under the break. And it's never going to work. And you're going to think you're a horrible putter. But in reality, you're a great putter. You just need to work on one little piece of the puzzle. Or maybe you are square at impact, but you're arcing the putter so much that and you know you're changing the loft of the putter at impact because that could happen too and then that ball is either launching in the air too much or you're it's going down into the ground too much and it's getting a weird roll which is in turn throwing it offline so people think they're they're bad putters or they got the yips or something it's really you don't have the yips you just have you know, something's wrong with your putter face, something's wrong with your rhythm, something's wrong with your timing, and over time, it's caused the yips, or it's just built up so much frustration in you that you've lost any confidence you could ever have on the putting green because of that, and so what I want to do, and the plan is coming up when, when we're dealing with putting, is come up with customized drills so that you know, like, hey, if you have problems square on the putter face, but you should know that because some people think they can't get it square and they're totally square. Why do you hit it on the toe of your putter too much? Are you hitting it on the heel and what is that doing for you? And so we want to look at all these little pieces and try to figure out what it is you're doing specifically in your putting. So I'm going to, uh, I'm doing a lot of testing with this device I've been using and I'm going to get that out there to you very, very soon. 
in a way where you can look at it and I could show you show you it in a way where it's really specific in terms of, hey, here are the important things we need to look at and here's why and here are the drills we need to do to be able to fix these areas in our putting. Because again, it doesn't matter what type of putter you have. You can have the Toulons, you could have the Kmart Special, you could have whatever. But if you can square things up, if you can hit the line, if you can aim right, if you can learn how to read greens, and green reading is a whole nother animal in and of itself. So that's something that, that that's kind of, in my opinion, outside of the world of putting because that's green reading. Putting is actually putting the stroke onto the ball and rolling the ball. That's putting. Now, green reading is is something different because a lot of times you see these guys on tour they're professionals professional putters their caddies reading it like they can't read greens they're like dude i can't i can't see anything you do it and so they have a caddy who's really a good green reader out there reading greens for them and then that's how they approach putting so they're putting the pro is putting because the pro can putt but the pro can't read greens Right, so there's two separate things. Green reading. There's a lot of things that you can do to improve on that, but that's going to take, that's time on the greens. That's time in practice. That's not practicing on the same putting green day in and day out, day in and day out. You've got to bounce around different courses, different greens, different grasses, different stuff. See things in different lights. Don't always putt at eight in the morning. Putt at different times during the day because the sun's in different places, and you'll find that oh. I'm a much better putter when it the sun's overhead because then there's there's no shadows on the greens. Where it's like some people are better putters at night because there's a lower sun and they can see more for whatever reason. Or there's too much shade on the green, so it's harder to read. So that's all in terms of green reading stuff. But putting and and what it is, there's some drills that I like that can really help your putting because it's going to put a lot of confidence like in your bag right away. And I always do the three-foot circle around the hole. Just put tees, like five tees around the hole at three foot and roll them in. And you have to, when you're doing this, you have to have a goal of how many you're going to make before you quit. If you just roll up there and just start doing it mindlessly, rolling balls in, and then say, okay, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go hit, hit my driver now. Um, that's not going to work ever. What what it's going to do is um, it's going to do absolutely nothing. What you what will work is if you have a goal of I need to make this many in a row before I leave and go do something else or before I go home, whatever it is. So if your goal is ten in a row, at least you had a goal, right? At least you accomplished something. Like okay, one, and so then at least at eight, nine, and ten, you might be a little nervous. And you're building up that that competitive nerves in your body so that you can then go perform. But you have to do something. So 20, 30 in a row is a good number, to re- depending on your level of skill. 30, 40, 50. And then even have days, okay? Have days where you're like, I'm, at, I'm 60. 63 footers in a row, I'm not leaving. And that, you might have to commit yourself early and say I might be here and not do anything else today other than putt this three foot circle circle so whatever it is 100 in a row 
if you're about to go compete, let's say in a club championship or a big event, whatever, then have that goal and say, okay, I'm going to stick it out. But don't just roll up to the course one day and say, I'm going to do 100 in a row. Because, you know, hopefully you've built up your your ability to do that. So practice at 10, then go to 20, then go to 30 and, and 50, 60, you know, and stick around 60, 70 even. Or stick around there and then say, okay, I'm good. I'm going to 100 and see what happens. Let me know how long you're out there. That's cool. And then stretch it out to six footers. After you do three footers, then go six footers and just say, okay, I need to make five in a row or 10 in a row six footers and try for that. Or I need to make five in a row three times. So I made five in a row. Okay, that was one time. And then whatever, you might miss a couple. And then you'll get five in a row a second time. And then you get five in a row maybe later, a little bit later, a third time. So I have that goal of five in a row for the third time from six feet. Then stretch it out to 12 footers and just say, okay, I need to make like three in a row or four in a row or five in a row one time. You know, that's going to be hard. But you can do stuff like that to really, and that is going to really give you massive amount of confidence when it comes to putting. Regardless of whatever your putter face is open, like you will adjust and be able to know where you're typically starting the ball. So you'll dial that in for those short putts. And anywhere from three to six to 12 feet is where you can make you should make a lot of those putts when you're out on the golf course, especially the three-footers. You should make all of those and at least have perfect speed on those. And those six-footers, you should feel confident, like, I'm going to make that. And even those 12-footers, unless they're really downhill sliders, you should look at those and say, okay, I've got a good chance. And when you practice that a lot, you will be able to look at that and say, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. And you'll see that. So those are the just the the little you know basic drills to do you always see tiger doing that two t drill where he puts two t's in the ground and he's just stroking maybe six footers uh three footers whatever just rolling the ball in the hole and he's just getting uh, you know that good stroke making sure he's hitting the ball in the center of the putter face and his stroke is you know good going through those two t's that are just outside of the width of his putter and that's something that's really good too to even start before the three foot or the six footers because just to dial in your stroke make sure it's crisp and smooth so that's what you should be focusing on in terms of putting now you can get the coolest putter in the world that's fine enjoy that right spend the money like for me like a putter is like when i pull that putter out i want to feel like this thing's cool i love this thing so i'm going to pull out the nicest putter i can get my hands on and then feel good about that so that's something you, you know, you might want to do just to make sure that, hey, if you want to spend the money, spend the money on the putter so you have something in your hand. I know a dude's got a diamond in his putter, like a five, I don't know how much, it, I mean, it's a real diamond in his putter, but he pulls that putter out. It's like, whoa, I mean, that's his sword. That's what he is going to utilize out there. So it's like the most expensive club in his bag. I don't have a problem with that at all, but Understand your metrics, and we're going to get more into that. But know your tendencies and then put in the time doing some basic drills to make sure you know what's happening when you are going to roll that ball. And you'll see some massive, massive improvement. But stick around because we got some cool stuff coming out, some cool product reviews, especially when it comes to analytics on putting. This is like a little teaser to that, but 
uh, be sure to stick around. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and constantly check the links in the description below. Cool stuff down there. A lot of good discounts for you. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you in the next video.